Welcome to the SOB Podcast. Everything fun about family dysfunction with your hosts, Shannon Livingston and Joe Lobosco. This podcast covers it all from mobsters to motherhood and strip clubs to Sunday school with candid conversations on everything from surviving to thriving. Welcome to another episode of the SOB podcast, the son of a bitch. I am the bitch, Shannon Livingston. And I'm the son. My name is Joe. <laughs> How are we all doing today? It, oh, I know wait, it, we don't have a live audience. I know it's been, well, I'm fine. I know it's been a while since we've been in the studio, but I thought maybe you wouldn't botch the intro this time. That's, you got to keep traditions. It's your deliberate thing traditions. at this point, huh? Well, you, if it's if you explain it, then it's not funny. So let's uh, just keep moving. What are, we, <laughs> what are we talking about today? I'm not a good straight man for you. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I can see I'm that. oblivious to the joke most of the time. <clears throat> I know. So we have um, a lot to talk about on this episode. It is something that I didn't even know was going to be an episode until we had a friend over for dinner. And we were discussing this particular topic and she said, this needs to be an SOB episode. So today we are going to talk about the importance of having a fake nemesis. And whether or not it actually is that important. Is that something that's necessary? Oh, did is I frame it, that whole episode with my opinion? So we're going to talk about the fake that neurotic nemesis. people do. We'll, we'll, <gasps> we'll dive into all of it. Is that already like shade? Are you throwing shade? Me? I didn't say that I'm at just, me. I don't know which preposition is proper. With you don't know slang. how to how to talk young people anymore. No, I'm okay. an old white lady and it shows. But okay. oh, well, I bet I look better than most women my age, I think, holding it together. I'm not a, a, a good um, barometer for you're supposed to think that your mother is, is a beautiful else. woman all the time. You're supposed to like always build me up. That's the unhealthy emotional I, dynamic I've been trying to get out of you for I years, and you keep wanting to have healthy no boundaries. No desire to inflate your ego. That is a bad idea. All right. So we'll just get back to the topic. All right. So I have notes because my brain does go off on different tangents. Sure. Uh, we, we have some bullet points, and it's funny because I do my notes, you do your notes, and then when I look at them, they're almost exactly the same. So you have my brilliant brain and my good looks. You are welcome. Okay, great for everything. <laughs> so all of this is stuff that I've done. Joe has contributed nothing, mm -hmm. but I have let him in the studio. You were just discussing that before the <laughs> mic turned on. No, you, you're doing a much better yeah. job with the show prep. I do appreciate it. Yeah. I just like to needle you a little bit. I because, understand. You know, you're tough enough to take it. Mm. You're one of the few people that tells me to go fuck myself with love and respect uh, and feels comfortable doing that. So I think I do give you a harder time than most people just because of that, because you know that, you know, I, I do have respect for you as a person. I have to throw that in every once in a while because people are like, dang, like, she's so she's so mean to him. Like, did did she give birth to him? Is that really her child? But hamsters eat their children. So at least I'm better than a hamster. Did you know that they'll eat their little babies? Yes, I did. I shouldn't have asked you an animal fact. Yeah. Anyway, back to the fake nemesis. Right. So I didn't um, didn't really think about this too much until what about a year or two ago. I had this episode with uh, a local woman who 
we are not really friends. We're just more acquaintances. And she kind of created this tension between us. Mm -hmm. And so I would talk to you about it because at first it was confusing. And um, then I, you know, kind of saw the pattern of behavior and uh, and I thought, you know, why? Why does she have to create this drama? Like, does life not hand you enough? Um, but then it became such a joke. And I started saying I started calling her my fake nemesis, my fake enemy, my fake nemesis, because she had created drama. But then it really turned into me kind of using it as a joke to make myself better at things. Mm -hmm. So, you know, anytime she and I were doing similar things uh, in my head, and I, of course, separated, I'm not completely insane, but in my head or to you, I would say, oh, my fake nemesis is going to be there. I better wear something really nice or oh, yeah, right. <laughs> whatever yeah. it was. Uh, but it makes you aware of these tools that we use. And that there's value in a fake nemesis. And so when I started really saying that to you, you, of course, brought up sports stuff, which I don't give a shit about. But well, it's valid. But yeah, the, this is something that anybody who knows anything about Michael Jordan and his pathology, what kept him motivated. And Kobe Bryant. And Kobe Bryant, who took most of his cues from watching Michael Jordan. A yeah. lot. He copied a lot. He of was the fueled same by stuff. rage. It's the same type of spite. thing. Kobe? Yeah. Mm. He was not a come give me a hug person. No, but it, Jordan was You think Jordan by all was means worse? more confrontational, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought <clears throat> it was the opposite. No. See, I don't um, know anything about sports. These are people. It's not just, you know, dude, Michael Jordan transcended sports. He's one of the little kids in living in huts in Africa <laughs> know who Michael Jordan is. Yeah, they're <clears throat> not wearing his shoes. Yeah, they know who Kobe is too at this point. Anyway, this is something that he really used to keep himself motivated. He would sometimes completely invent these rivalries with different people, you know, around the league that he interacted with, these perceived slights that he had, mm -hmm. whether that was in the game or, you know, the mm -hmm. handshake or going out to dinner, like all these different little things that just sat in his mind. That some people just internalize because they're overthinkers and insecure. Yeah. But he was able to, just like I was with this fake nemesis that I had, he was able to know that it's fake, know that you're creating mm. tension. Well, if you're a good liar, you start to believe. Well, absolutely. Right? Yeah. You know, like there, there have been interviews since then where he talks about these people and then they'll put the other person on and they're like, I don't know what he's talking yeah. about. I don't remember that happening, but. Right. Um, but yeah, it was useful. Absolutely. And so it doesn't always have to be based on something like real. It right. just has to be a slight or a perceived slight. Um, so after my first fake nemesis kind of lost her luster because we weren't uh, competing anymore in the same arenas, mm. really, um, you know, she and I both started to do different things. And um, so that's not entertaining to me. <laughs> I don't I have to have somebody entertaining. So now I have a friend of mine and he has no idea that he is my fake nemesis. His name is Squid. 
Oh, well, thanks. Now I'm going to have to send it to him. Now you've outed me. Uh, but I was saying to you last night, you know, should I share his name or not? Because we always change people's names if yeah, they're alive. And, but, but part of the power of having a fake nemesis is that they don't know that you if you tell them, I think the whole thing's ruined. It takes away the power. Right. So now I need a third fake nemesis. Thank you so much. He's not going to know who you're talking about. So this one kind of presented uh, himself to me when we were at an event that I had organized and he stood up at the event and, you know, kind of like made a speech like it was his event. And I thought, you know, that's some bullshit I would have done like mm -hmm. that. Is so we are like very similar. And I know that he did not do it to steal a limelight or compete with me in any way or anything like that. Like he just, he doesn't have that in him. He's always been very supportive of me, um, you know, in whatever industry and, and in life and, and just very open. And so it wasn't anything that he did. It was just that opportunity to perceive that slight that, that could fuel me because he and I are um, doing similar things, not really competing so much, but doing similar things, maybe competing for attention mm -hmm. a little bit. And then um, when he left the event, I said, oh, did you cover that thing that I couldn't cover tomorrow? And he said, oh, yeah, yeah, I did, which was absolutely a bitchy thing to say. Like there was there was no reason for me to say that, to let him know that and they had asked me first. Right. <clears throat> that's why I said it. So, you know, I have to be aware that, OK, that's petty. And why am I doing that? Right. Be it's competition. And I have to channel that into something healthy, like calling him my fake nemesis, knowing that that's what I'm doing, yet still respecting the guy for being a decent human being and, and being a you know a good friend to me. Do you think other people do that? They, do they compartmentalize it like that? I think some people do. I don't. I wouldn't say that the majority have that going on. I think most people are far more concerned with themselves than uh, you know they they use other simpler things to motivate them I, I don't think there's a lot of they don't create a whole enemy that going on well you know, some people do but the, you know a lot those people are in prison which we'll, we'll talk about in a little bit but in another episode yeah um i don't know i mean sometimes i talk to people where it seems like they have that but sometimes to them I don't think everyone thinks it through to that extent. I think some people are just paranoid and, you know, they, they think, think other that, people are out to get them, right. keep them down. Yeah, that that's not what we're talking about. So why do you think, because you always tell me I think differently. Why do you think I do not look at competition like other people? Like I compete with myself. I'm always trying to learn and get better. Because you're used to winning. I don't think that's it. I, th that's part of it. That I'm know. used to. So I don't think that I truly have. Con it's not an egotistical not, not, thing. Like no, I'm I, better I, than others. I recognize that. But when you lose over and over and over again, mm -hmm. and I'm not just talking about life. I mean, you know, in, in things where you're pitted against other people with your, you know, skill set, merit, mm -hmm. show quality, whatever. You know, and you're constantly just reminded that you're not that good at it, then it, eventually that's going to hit your psyche. You that hasn't happened to you. What do you mean that hasn't happened to me? Life not has taken same, me down many times. Like I said, yes, you know, like it does to everyone. But in terms of like just accomplishing whatever task is in front of you, you rarely don't come out on top. Because I'm fucking relentless. <laughs> 
Okay. I'm tenacious. Right. I make it but, work. Yeah, I'm creative. That is not resourceful. That is not normal. That's not normal. No. To see a problem and everyone want to solve would it. be a superstar if they were. You Are know, you if calling they me a superstar? Function that way. That is not what I said. I think that was the TikTok takeout moment right there. You don't. I'm going to sign up for TikTok. Don't act like you understand TikTok. I I don't don't even. I'm even too old for TikTok. My God, I'm trying to understand Instagram. I don't have time for TikTok. So. So you think that other people just get beaten down. Yes. But I somehow you think have had a privileged life that I don't deserve. And therefore I'm arrogant. And I don't think I have competition. That's your theory. To an extent. All right, I asked you, so I guess you have the right to answer. I disagree, of okay. course. Uh, I just think that I have always um, really been more concerned with who I am and my development. Am I learning? Am I getting more emotionally in control and peaceful? Okay, yeah, well, maybe not privileged, but you're not as easily rattled. Or, well, I've had you know, real problems. I think is the so it's. I think it's the opposite of kind of what you were implying. It's that I have had real trauma, real problems. Yeah. And so when people tell me no on something, you know, something small, they don't want to donate to my fundraiser, they don't want to work with me on a project, whatever it is, I really don't hear yeah, that. No, that's it, right. I'm just gonna barrel through and get whatever it is done that that I need to accomplish. Yeah. See, that th- that is not how yeah. most people function. But that's I'm also. Uh, used to doing that on my own so if other people tell me no that doesn't change what i'm going to do because i was going to do it without them anyway well that's another thing most people are far too dependent on you know the people around them for support approval but isn't it interesting because in another episode we're going to talk about uh dating rich and and powerful men not you, me. Yeah, thank God. Yeah, putting that clarification out there. It's so interesting that I do have this dichotomy in me that I can control so much and yet give control to the wrong people at the same time. I think one kind of complements the other. Maybe not complements, but it it's not a surprise. Well, that, you know, everybody's the walking contradiction. I think I may have it's more. It's a Green Day song. Walking contradiction. Mm. It, it's a fairly common phrase. So, would you say that having a fake nemesis is healthy? It's healthy for me. <clears throat> oh, there goes my voice. It's healthy for me because I know what it is. I think if you can separate it from reality, if you, you know, that that is not your enemy, that person is not trying to hurt you or take you down. Um, having any, you know, animosity toward that person is not truly logical or whatever. So for me, if I can, I can have a fake nemesis and and use that in a healthy way. I don't think I can have a real nemesis in a healthy way. I'm just going to take that motherfucker down. That's my answer. Yeah, it sounds about right. (laughs) Does that sound like (laughs) the, the person that you've known for years? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I really, I'm very, uh, you know, I'm, damaged and and protective and so if somebody truly is my enemy they're not going to be my enemy for long i'm just going to remove myself from the situation or neutralize the threat in whatever way so for me it has to be a fake nemesis i think to have that healthy boundary and keep me out of prison so far so good so far so good so do you have a fake nemesis right now kind of we discussed it a little bit 
but now we're doing a show. So if you're not aware, when I ask you questions on this show, that is an opportunity for you to share, not just say, oh yeah, or oh no. And oh, I talked well, about it. I thought I was just going to bring up things that no one else knows about and just keep going in my conversation as you often do. I don't know what that means. So just get back it's on like topic. when you say somebody's name and I say, they don't know who that is. And How are you gonna going to learn if you don't ever hear it? No new knowledge can come to you because your brain is done. I think they brought that up in one of those commercials where they're like, you're becoming your parents. The, the whole that Anyway, you should be so lucky. <laughs> uh huh. You're going to have to buy some boobs uh, and extensions first. But. Yeah. No, I'll uh, look at mine. So what? So do you score. have a fake nemesis? I do. Yeah. Uh, we'll call we'll call her. Um, Tristan. Mm hmm. <clears throat> And we had in uh, an incident quite a while ago. We're going on like eight or nine years um, where I was. 12, I think. 12. I wasn't yeah, it's been like 15. A, a, 11. Well, I was older than that. No, I don't think so. I think you were. No, you were 16. Maybe I was. I was a little You're bit almost older. 28. I was a little bit older than that. Anyway, so. It was a long time ago. It was a long time ago. Too long for you to still be upset about a minor incident is the point. Eh, I disagree. <clears throat> it was a long time ago. It was New Year's Eve. Mm -hmm. I was helping out a friend, which I will never do again, at least in that context. That just burned you out for helpfulness so, your whole life. Burned me out for working in restaurants, that's for damn sure. So <clears throat> they needed an extra bus boy. I had no experience whatsoever, but uh, you know, I was a warm body and they needed help. So I came in and worked for like six hours mm -hmm. and uh it was a very small building there was a lot going on half the people there didn't speak english so that was fun well not only did they not speak english they didn't speak the same languages same language. as each other yeah so, the, so there was a lot the of dishwasher was, cultural difference going the dishwasher on was cuban and didn't speak english and the chef was italian and didn't speak english mm -hmm. so they could kind of talk to each other because those are similar languages but they definitely couldn't talk to me um, anywho, anywho, there was an incident where uh, Tristan dropped her fork and I bent down to pick it up and I guess I put my I don't remember because it was, you know, dark and loud and I didn't really wasn't paying attention to what tangent. Come on. on. I guess I put my bus tub on the table and she was so traumatized by this that she continued to bring it up more than a week later at some sort of sit down. She brought it up one time thing was. to a, a person that happened to be my best friend yeah. <laughs> at a meeting, at well a business played. meeting. And I was also attending that meeting. I just hadn't walked in yet. And so she was very quickly corrected. She was told that she was talking about my son. And then she turned and right she around. she knew that that was problematic, to say the least. And so, yeah, she did. She apologized and talked about how great it was so, that you were working and trying. And Yeah, you know. I mean, you know, this, so this is someone but who... you have not been able to let it go. I will never let that go. That's so I just... have continued my friendship with this woman. Much to your dismay, <laughs> every time I say I'm going now, out. Hold with on, her, now th this is someone yeah who I have interacted with since, and she's a nice. She's person. never given me any other problems. So very, she's so a, she's your fake nemesis. Nice person, right. yeah. So you know, 
Is it something? Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna, you know, give her a kidney, but am I going to push her into traffic? No. Mm, lovely. But I do feel like it's something that kind of keeps me on my game to some extent of you know, I'm going to prove you wrong. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be the best perform. Damn yeah, right. I know what I'm you've doing. ever seen. And you've <clears throat> never busted a table since then. Hell no. And I have no desire. So I don't to. know what the hell you think you're showing her. You're showing her that she won. Your nemesis is winning. I don't think that's how it's supposed to work. I, 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 if something like that, you know, her troubles you on that billboards. much, what are you doing? Your life's going to be tough. Her life is not tough. She's very in control. I promise you. Yeah. Well, everybody's got problems. Anyway, that is uh, the main. That's your main fake, fake nemesis? nemesis, I would say at this point, because I don't really, you know, I'd, I'd find you're not fueled by anger. Other like ways I am. to motivate myself. Well, I just I've seen people who are, and it gets old. It's very taxing. But I mean, really, I say that jokingly. But when I was younger, I certainly was fueled by sure. anger and you know uh, rage, resentment. Mm. I had a lot of people that, um, you know, didn't treat me well and a bad of lot, a lot of bad experiences. And so I think I needed that for a while. But then once you get over that survival and hopefully you evolve and you're able to enjoy life and have a little more joy than rage, um, you're able to compartmentalize it, that it, it does still have value to me and it is comfortable for me. But I need to push that into the yeah. fake nemesis box so that that's healthy and I'm not just, you know, tearing mm -hmm. people apart. Well, well, I mean, I certainly can be fueled by anger. I've just managed to not put myself in, in situations that have the potential to make me angry over the past few years. But like don't for someone angry. for someone that I don't have a lot of, you know, stock in or a, a deep relationship with to get me to that point they mm -hmm. really have to be trying to piss me off yeah i i'm pretty good walking away from just about anyone i love being alone i have my family i um have lifelong friends so i don't yeah. tolerate the nonsense so, anymore yeah, these people who fly but, off the handle about someone they barely know or you know well, just disagreeing with somebody i like the conflict though like i don't like the drama so mm -hmm. i'm not gonna talk about them behind their back and keep it going or whatever but will I say something to them before I walk away forever? Yeah, I, that that's still I'm petty. Pathological. Enough. I'm petty like that. I feel like, you know, that's my strength is words and um, my sarcastic you're, you're petty tongue. Like and that so, because you don't often experience the consequences. Because I'm other a people woman would. and nobody punches me in the mouth. Right. Well, is that what you're saying? Part of it. Yeah. You know, that, that's not the whole. I've been punched, by thing. the way. Yeah, I'm punched back, but I've been punched. <laughs> what you mean, like that girl who called you old on your birthday? And oh, no, that she didn't punch me. I think she threw a flip flop at me <laughs> and an ashtray. I know. And I was only 40. That's why you don't leave Naples, because once you get to, you know, that county line, once you're in Fort Myers, the real young people Different look game. at you and call you out. Yeah, yeah. that's true. I mean, I'm a baby here in Collier, but I go up to Lee and they're like, no, old bitch, go back home. Yeah. 
Sometimes it's worth saying something. Sometimes it's a better idea to just turn the other cheek and walk away. It's almost always a better idea not to say anything. And it is something that I, I've i gotten better, right? Much better. I mean, I used to pull people over in their cars. Yeah, that's true. Right? And like teach them how to use their turn signal. So I've gotten better. This do you remember right. that? This is right. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I bet she remembers how to use those fucking turn signals now, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right i think that's a good place to to wrap up this i think this was a good episode i'm glad that melissa suggested it um like i said i didn't even know that it would be something that would, other people would find that interesting it's just something that we were discussing at dinner but after she mentioned it 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 is valuable for people to kind of stop and look at your relationships and are you making more of it than it is? Are you not using it properly? Are you internalizing stuff and hurting your own feelings? You know, what are you doing in there in your brain? The, the thing about it is just to just manage to not turn it into something too personal. Mm-hmm. You know, because if you get too much emotion involved, then that's not a fake nemesis anymore. And you're just holding a grudge. Yeah. And that's now you're just a bitter yeah, human being. Be an adult. Move on. Yeah. And life is short. Nobody has power over you. It's all you. It's you and what you're telling yourself. And so if you're going to create that world, create a good one, right? Create one with happiness. Pick it up yourself. (laughs) Poor Tristan. I'm going to send this episode Mm. to her. She'll she'll get a kick out of it. You outed me with my fake nemesis. Squid. That is not even a good fake name. He's going to know who it is. It's funny. All right. We'll leave it at that. Y'all have a good one. Thank you for listening. Peace and love. Please make sure to download and listen to SOB on Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Don't forget to like and share on social media. This has been a Studio 239 production.